Hi, my name's Owen, and I'm a big Paris Saint-Germain fan. This series of podcasts will give you the inside story on some of the key moments in the history of our great club. Paris et Magique, the podcast that brings the history of PSG to life. You can't separate Paris Saint-Germain from its famous stadium, the Parc des Princes. To celebrate the stadium's 50th anniversary, let's talk about the history of this legendary venue, Le Parc est Magique. Over the last 50 years, the Parc des Princes faithful have gone through the entire gamut of emotion, sometimes over the course of a single game. From day-trippers to hardcore supporter groups, no one is immune to the infectious and feverish atmosphere of the Parc des Princes. In 1974 against Valenciennes, Juste Fontaine, the ex-French national team star striker and then the PSG coach, famously fainted from all the emotion as PSG were promoted into Division 1 for the first time. Since then, PSG have gone from strength to strength, always seeking to reach new heights within the unique fortress that is the Parc des Princes. The stadium has become home to the club's hopes and dreams and has been the stage for an ever-growing list of unforgettable encounters. Let's have a look back at some of the most memorable. PSG actually started out with a reputation as a cup team, it might seem strange to start out our selection with a defeat, but the match in question was nevertheless a sign that the club were headed in the right direction. Imagine, it's the 11th of March, 1981. We've seen eight goals at the Parc des Princes in one of the season's most spectacular games between Paris Saint-Germain and Nantes in the last 32 of the French Cup. The Parc des Princes has played host to quite the show, the likes of which haven't been seen in quite some time. It's an exceptional performance in a match that sees a huge number of twists and turns. Although the sides are level on aggregate after the two legs, away goals count double and not go through. And Nantes through. 5-3 to three winners on the night. Paris Saint-Germain deserve to qualify, but they go out after an extraordinary match. Words can't really do justice to what we've just witnessed. Parisian centre-back Jean-Marc Pilonger remembers the night as one of mixed emotion. There was naturally a great deal of frustration, but also hope. I got this feeling at the time that our first step towards making a name for ourselves might just be through the French Cup. As a team, we felt like we weren't consistent enough, but we still put in top-level performances at times. Fast forward to the 15th of May, 1982. The Parc des Princes is ready to host the French Cup final, as it has done every year since the stadium's inauguration 10 years previously. This time, however, there is a twist, as for the very first time, the park's primary residents are on the pitch. It's a massive occasion. The park is full and PSG are in for a very tough match. Their opponents are none other than Les Verts of Saint-Étienne, who already have six cup wins to their name. Being familiar with the pitch was a small advantage for us. We knew it like the back of our hands. It was like a home game for us. 
Dominique Rocheteau already has three French Cup winners' medals in his trophy cabinet from his time at Saint-Étienne. This time, he's lining up for PSG and set to do battle with Michel Platini, his teammate in the French national team. Platini nets a brace, but Rocheteau isn't in any mood to let the playmaker steal the show. He scores an equaliser in the last minute of extra time. President Borelli has been watching the game and falls to his knees to kiss the park's hallowed turf. He just goes crazy, really. It's like he's a kid. I say like a kid because you can tell he loves, he deeply loves the club. He loves his players. And it's his dream too. Journalist Stéphane Bitton was at the park that day. PSG take it to the penalties. There's so much unbridled joy that you've got 5,000 people on the pitch just going crazy. There must have been two or three policemen, but there wasn't a single unsavory incident. People were happy singing and dancing on the pitch. The announcer says that everyone needs to get back into the stands for the penalty shootout, and that takes a good 30 minutes. Piloget has the chance to seal victory for PSG. The centre-back is unfazed by the pressure. We get to penalties. The coach asks who wants to go first. A few of us raise our hand. He picks someone else. The same happens for the second, third, fourth and fifth kicks. Every time he chooses someone else. Then we get to certain death, and finally it's my turn. I felt calm. I just wanted to help us win the cup. The following season sees PSG repeat their run to reach the final at the park. This time, they get the better of FC Nantes, securing back-to-back French cups. The stage has been set for greater things to come. The next step for PSG would be to challenge for the league. Now, it's the spring of the 1985-86 season and PSG sit three points ahead of FC Nantes at the top of the table. We're just three match days from the end of the season and if PSG can defeat Monaco on the 11th of April, the title will be theirs to lose. Confidence is key. Sur ce premier titre de champion, On the way to that first league title, Gérard managed to create something special within the group. It was from four or five games onwards, really. We know we're good enough to go to distance. We start feeling like it's our year, and we go on a really great unbeaten run. Then we get to this Monaco match, and we know we just need to get through it to achieve what we've been after for so long. PSG coach Gérard Houllier is close to winning the league title in his very first season in charge. I remember it being an extremely tight match, very difficult with this palpable tension, both in the stands and on the pitch. Everyone knew what was at stake. There are only 30 or 40 seconds left to play and it's still goalless, but PSG have a corner. Safet Susic sends the ball into the area. 
Several players challenge for the ball in the air, and luckily it bounces to Umar Sen, who smashes the ball home past the despairing Monaco keeper Jean-Luc Ettori. That day, a single goal was enough to make the difference. PSG were French champions. This immense joy just came over me. I remember Luis Fernandez jumping on me and almost breaking my nose. For all the players, all the directors, for me as a manager, it was the result of a long year's work. And for the city of Paris, it had been 50 years in the making. Next, PSG set their sights on conquering Europe, with the Parc des Princes being the ideal setting for yet more dazzling memories. First, it's the UEFA Cup, the 18th of March 1993, and the second leg of a quarter-final tie against the mighty Real Madrid. PSG have been beaten 3-1 away, but no one can predict how astonishing this second leg will be. Laurent Fournier remembers the occasion well. We were confident. We had a group of players who were able to bring their best game. And we could feel the atmosphere. We felt that the fans were behind us. There was something we just hadn't experienced before at the park. When you've got all the fans behind you and there's this tremendous energy in the stadium, that just pushes you to give 110%. Weya, Ginola and Veldo get their names on the score sheet. After 89 minutes, PSG are 3-0 up and going through, but then a Zamorano header in injury time puts the two teams level on aggregate. Now we're in the 96th minute. It's the last chance for a winner before going to extra time. Valdo's free kick, Combuare's header, it's in. The puck goes crazy and PSG are through to the UEFA Cup semi-finals. Oh, doesn't it feel good to be part of this, to be alongside them, to watch them play? The players are throwing their shirts into the crowd, and rightly so, because the supporters in the park have been with them every step of the way. What a game! Matches like that stay etched in your memory because of how strong the opposition was. We were up against Herrero, Buchogueno and Zamorano. Even at the time, they were already legends of the game. And when you're playing against them and you're able to hold your own, you say to yourself, well, I'm not so bad after all. Well, I'm not so bad after all. Once, the park had no choice but to get behind the players just to qualify for the Champions League group stage. It's the summer of 1997, and PSG are up against Stour Bucharest in the preliminary round. Bizarre circumstances surrounding Laurent Fournier see PSG's victory in the away leg rendered null and void. Here's Laurent to explain. I get a yellow card in the Cup Winners' Cup final against Barcelona, and I thought it would be wiped out for the next season. But no, as it turns out, the card in the final counted. I'm suspended, but it's the summer. When you get an email, it stays in your inbox. But with the facts, it comes through, someone takes a quick look at it, and then it gets put at the bottom of a pile of paper. No one checked. At the time, you didn't have internet, you didn't really have mobile phones, so no one could text me and tell me I was suspended. So I ended up playing that game. 
The infraction leads to a 3-0 victory being awarded to Stour Bucharest. The second leg takes place on the 27th of August 1997. Laurent Fournier knows he has to keep a low profile. I kept my nut down on the way to the ground. Once I got in, I found myself a quiet spot high up in an old radio commentary gantry. I sat with a friend and had a beer, which helped ease the nerves a little. PSG have got a real job on their hands, but the supporters are right behind them. You've got talented players in the lineup, like Rai, Leonardo, Gava, Maurice, and Simone. If they start well, there's not a lot that can go wrong. The aim is to turn things around and score four, which we do by halftime. And the opposition, well, they just fall apart. They don't know where they are anymore. When the park is bubbling like that and you can't hear yourselves or your teammates talking, it's hard to deal with. The final score is an unforgettable 5-0 win for PSG, which includes a hat-trick from their talismanic captain, Rai. The club president is over the moon. I'm with Michel Denisot. Is this the best evening of your presidency to date? It's one of the most emotional, and I have to thank the players, Ricardo and Arthur Georges, who called us, everyone who showed us sympathy, starting with the crowd here. We've got the best fans in the country here in Paris. A decade later, another special moment sees a show of unity between fans from the Auteuil and Boulogne ends of the Parc des Princes. It's the 18th of December 2008, and PSG are at home to FC20. The aim is to qualify for the last 32 of the UEFA Cup. It's a group game, but there's a lot at stake and a number of permutations to consider. PSG know they have to win, but even if they do, goal difference will come into play if Santander beat Manchester City. Fabrice Pancratz is playing in midfield for PSG. The park was on fire. 1-0, on fire. 2-0, on fire. And the fans could see how much effort we were putting in. We were going in hard for every ball. We were defending when we needed to. We were really getting stuck in. And they responded to that, and it gave us extra strength. That's why you become a footballer, to feel those kinds of emotions. The key moment happens just five minutes from full time. Luyen Dula is put through and makes it 4-0. Santander win at home to Manchester City, so that final goal is enough to send PSG through on goal difference. Honestly, I thought the stadium was collapsing, that it was going to explode. Everybody was jumping, shouting, there were flares everywhere. We ran off the bench to join Piggy at the Ote end. We jumped on him. I was even scared we were going to crush him, because everyone was on top of him, and he was underneath saying, oh, guys, stop, guys. There was a great atmosphere in all four stands. I've never seen that before. In the Ote and Boulogne ends, of course, but even in the fancy seats along the sides of the pitch, everyone was jumping around. It was so intense, and bear in mind that was against 20. Just imagine what it would have been like against Real or Barca. Just 
To round off this episode, let's revisit one last epic park match, which may well be the most symbolic of them all. It's the 11th of March 2020. Due to the global pandemic, PSG's Champions League match against Borussia Dortmund will be played behind closed doors. Little do we know, but in less than a week, France will go into its first national lockdown. The Parc des Princes may be empty, but it will still go down as a legendary night. Fans gather in great numbers at the Porte d'Autoy roundabout near the stadium. Quand le bus des joueurs est arrivé, j'ai cru que c'était pas possible, c'est-à-dire le. The players' bus arrived. I couldn't believe my eyes. The flares, the atmosphere, it was dazzling. Everyone was singing as one. It was extraordinary. The players even told us afterwards that when they saw us surround the bus, singing with such passion, they, they knew that they had a mission and that they couldn't let us down. They knew they had to leave it all out there. They felt it right at that moment. The stands are empty, but the banner reads, play like warriors and send us through. The PSG players give everything. Neymar and Juan Bernat score the crucial goals that send them through to the Champions League quarterfinals for the first time in four seasons after three consecutive eliminations at the last 16 stage. After the match, the players go up onto the roof of the park to thank the ultras who have gathered outside. We could see how happy they were. It's brought a tear to my eye. Just thinking about it gets me all emotional. Most of the time when the players come and thank us after the game, they stay for about 30 seconds and then they leave. But this time they stayed for a long time. There was Di Maria all red in the face with a flag, twirling a shirt around his head. It was, it was incredible, really. And there was this great moment of unity with the players. We saw Neymar crying, would you believe it? It just moved us. I don't know how to describe that moment. I think it was the most beautiful moment in all my time as a PSG supporter. That season, Paris Saint-Germain would go on to reach the Champions League final. Le Parquet Magique is a Paris Saint-Germain podcast produced by Baba Bam. It was written by Melina Boetti and my name is Owen Thomas. Thomas.